rise and crime everybody i'm rachel souza and i'm michelle chan and we're back we're actually consistent on the weeks now Woo! because school is over school is my downfall (laughs) uh yeah we've been and we have so much time now to be real exactly perfect yet do i use that time for anything good of course not (laughs) i mean who really does anyways Who's to say? Oh my gosh, this is my first podcast of being 21 years old. Oh my god, yeah, your birthday <laughs> happened. It did. That's crazy, 21. Wow. I'm old now. You can drink in the States. I can relate to all songs that talk about being 21 and being the best year. <laughs> 21 is actually really late. What do you mean? Like, it's so late, like, in your life. Like a drinking age? Yeah, exactly. Well... Let's talk about that, uh, because today's small case thing, well, it's not small case anymore, but today's small game is fill-in-the-blank Florida man edition, and if Florida mans can do this much crazy stuff, uh, maybe the drinking age should stay 21. <laughs> I mean, isn't it weird how you can go to war, but you can't drink a beer? Yes, but also, it's just for the safety of young people. <laughs> okay. I don't know. The states, uh, there's so many Florida man stories. Clearly, they need a, to not have people into alcohol so early. All right, carry on with your game. Okay, so basically, I'm going to give you a headline of a Florida man article, because everybody knows the Florida man, I don't know, trend articles? I don't know what to call it, but like, that there's just so many cases of uh, Florida mans being crazy. Mm-hmm. So I've picked four silly ones, and I'm going to read them to you, say blank, and you have, and I'll give you some multiple choice options, and you'll have to pick which one fills in the blank. All right. Florida Man, article number one. Florida Man uses private plane to blank. A, write fuck the police on the radar. B, draw a giant penis on the radar. C, make it rain sex paraphernalia from the sky. Or D, attempt to flee the country? I think it is B. Drawing the giant penis? Yes. You are correct. That is exactly what he did. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, Okay, second one. Florida man tries to rob a GameStop with blank on his head. A, a GoPro. B, scuba gear. C, a transparent bag. Or D, a giant cutout of Trump's face? Um, I think it's C. Transparent bag? Yes. Dang, you're good at this. Have you read these? No, I haven't. I just think that's well, just that's crazy. what a Florida man would do. Um, yeah, there's a there's security footage of it, and you can just fully see his face. Oh, yep, that's... <laughs> He's like, oh, I can see out of it, but they can't see in. <laughs> And he's wrong. Transparent bags are not two one-way mirrors. Maybe he thought it would be like a mirror on the outside. Or two-way mirrors? One-way mirror. No, one-way mirrors are no one-way mirrors are regular mirror. Two-way mirror. What? I don't know. (laughs) Okay. Okay. The third one. Florida man climbs on playground equipment to a tell kids where babies come from. B tell kids Santa isn't real. C 
Tell kids the tooth fairy is actually a murderer. D. Tell kids their parents are actually robots. Oh, this one's tough. I think it's C. Tells kids the tooth fairy is a murderer? Yeah. No, I wrote that one. The correct answer is tell kids where babies come from. Oh, wow. Okay, that was my last guess. Yay, that means I write good Florida Man articles. (laughs) Okay, and the last one that I have. Florida Man pauses police chase to rehydrate with blank. Says crack makes him thirsty. (laughs) So what did he rehydrate with? A, a stolen bottle of wine. B, his own urine. C, a stolen 12-pack of tonic water. Or D, stolen Capri Sun. Okay, you know, my first thought before you even listed any of the options was his own urine. So that's your guess? So that is my guess because I need to stay true to my thoughts. That is incorrect. Yeah. I wrote that. <laughs> I guess we both think that. stolen Capri Sun. Yeah, that was my second guess. Yeah, because nobody here drinks Capri Sun. Exactly. You probably would have said like Sunny D or something like that. Um, I don't know. I didn't even drink Sunny D, so. I know, but nobody drinks Capri Sun. Yeah, very true. Like, literally, I've never seen a Capri Sun in real life. Yeah, I don't even know what it looks like. It looks like Sunny D, I'm guessing. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe they don't know what Sunny D is. Huh. That's a conspiracy. Remember when we saw Exxon and it looked like Esso? Exxon and Esso are the same dang company. Don't quote me on that. That's just literally me saying. <laughs> I, I think they are, but <laughs> uh, but sometimes, like, the American version has a Canadian version, and it's just, why why bother change the name, you know? Yeah, that really makes no sense. It's like how, um, how Smarties are Skittles. What? Skittles? Is that... What are Smarties in the States? Smarties? Or Rockets. Rockets. Rockets are Smarties. Rockets are Smarties. That's what it is. Like, that's weird. Ro- our Rockets are their Smarties. Yes. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> that is weird. I agree. Why is that? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they're okay. different companies. Got... <laughs> I don't know. I think they probably are. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I have... Okay, you've got the case this week. This is a fact. I am doing Doris Leatherbarrow and Sharon Huneman. So I I've actually, never heard of this. Okay, that's good. I you might have because these are the victims and not the killer. But oh, I don't like that. I don't like that we know the killers but we don't know the victims. That's sad and that's a sad narrative about society. Yeah, really. That yeah. So this was um my research consisted of me reading an essay about a book that was written by Lisa Hobbs, Bernie. It's called Such a Good Boy, uh, How a Pampered Son's Greed Led to Murder. That is the full title of this book. Ooh. Yes. So I thank whoever wrote the essay, even though there was no name on it, but I did include links to it and then a bunch of different articles that I looked up to fact check. So... Doris 
Kreisiak Leatherborough was born in Calder, Saskatchewan in 1920. She grew Wait, up she was born where? In Calder, Saskatchewan. Oh my gosh, I thought you said Calgary, Saskatchewan. I was like, girl, no. <laughs> but that's not what you said. <laughs> there's. Did you know there's actually another Calgary in Saskatchewan? There is? No, there isn't. Um, oh my gosh. Oh, I don't know if there I'm, is, I'm actually. straight confused right now. <laughs> no, don't, don't listen to me. Okay, but, but I won't. But do. Listen to, the, to not. <laughs> listen to the first thing I say. Okay. Okay, so she grew up in poverty and was the oldest of seven children in a farming family. She was a good student when she went to school, but she quit school at 15 and she ended up working at school. So she married George Artemenko and became pregnant with Sharon Doreen in March of 1943. George died at work three months after Sharon was born. Um, he like fell down of something uh, wasn't sure exactly how he died but it just says that he did um after the war she found a job with the newly formed unemployment services in vancouver area where she raised enough money to own a dress shop which had been one of her dreams so she marries again to good for her. yeah good for her she marries again mine too <laughs> to renee leatherbarrow and expanded the shop to a fashion warehouse with four stores. So Love. She's, she's doing great. Sharon grew up with a mother that was also Sharon, her child, Doris's child, grew up with a mother, Doris, that was always working and a father that was usually away on business. So Sharon learned to be manipulative towards her mother using guilt to get whatever she wanted and she marries three times. The second, oh, wow. yeah, for the second wedding, she had a son named Darren Charles. In the third and final wedding, she was married to Ralph Huneman. Um, so she normally lived off of her mother's wealth, but then ended up working for her mom because she needed an assistant. Now I'm going to talk about Sharon's kid, Darren. Darren Charles Huneman grew up with constant affection from his mom and his grandma. He's very spoiled. He always followed the rules, so he had to be clean, polished, and very polite to other people. He didn't do sports often, but he was also very popular at school because he was rich. And he became very involved with people that played Dungeons and Dragons. This is where Great game. this is where he revealed some of his true feelings. He wanted to rebel and he had violent tendencies, but kept them internalized, but he could show okay. them in the game from like decision making or whatever. Uh, everybody has violent tendencies in a Dungeons and Dragons game. Like, you literally cannot play that game without being violent. Well, I don't know. This is just what the essay said. Because in that game, if it, well, so I guess, it, depending on the campaign you're running, but, like, at some points, your leader of the game, which is called your dungeon master, for those who are unfamiliar, they're going to be like, describe how you killed this, like, orc or something. And then you're going to be like, oh, I stabbed him in this chest and blah, blah, blah. Like, it's going to sound like you have violent tendencies no matter what. I don't know. Maybe they're particularly violent. Who knows? <laughs> he goes into, he, he just does like an hour long description. <laughs> so then everyone's like, get on with it. Yeah, basically. So Doris wanted to rewrite her will so that, 
because she got rich so that it leaves money for her daughter Sharon and for Darren as well so they would get I think three to four million dollars either together or individually I'm not entirely sure but I'm pretty sure it's together it didn't really say sorry I need to ask one thing what are her kids names his name is Darren and her daughter Sharon and her name's also Sharon her name is Doris whoa oh wait doris has sharon and darren doris is the grandmother of darren and darren's (laughs) this is complicated it's not complicated doris gave birth to sharon who gave birth to darren but who's darren's sister darren doesn't have a sister but you just said splitting the money yeah between her daughter sharon and the and her son darren oh why do their names gotta rhyme? I don't know. <laughs> it makes this ten times harder. Okay, so... Okay, I get it now. I'm so sorry. I'm not very smart. Okay. Doris is trying to give away money to her daughter and to her grandson. Makes sense. Alright, anyways, um, when, he, when Darren is 17, this is when the story gets interesting... So, he wants the money now. Like, he heard about the will, and he wants the money now. So, what does he do? He plans the murder of his grandmother. Oh, no. Oh, so now I understand the book title, This Greedy Kid. Yeah, so he starts talking to his friends, David Muir and Derek Lord, who are both 16 years old. And David and Derek... This is also confusing because their names are Darren, David, and Derek. Oh, gosh. It feels like I just said the same name three times. Mm-hmm. Anyways, <laughs> they're triple D. David and Derek have done illegal things in the past, like smuggle knives into Canada from a post office box in Washington State. And Darren told his friends that if they killed Doris and Sharon, then they would get rewards. David was promised a cabin in the woods, a new car, and $100,000. And wow. for Derek, um, he would become Darren's personal bodyguard and also receive land and money for weapons. Oh, wow. So, just terrible things all around. Yeah, I don't know why your 16-year-old desires to be someone else's bodyguard, but, Yeah, that's super weird. (laughs) Interesting. So, they agreed to this plan, and they start plotting the murders for, like, weeks. And their final plan was to break in to, uh, to, I guess, Darren's house and wait for his mom and grandma to show up and then club them to death and then slit their throats. They thought this was the easiest plan that they could execute. Terrible people. Yeah. So meanwhile, Darren had become completely delusional at this point when he like tried to uh, plot the murder. He staged a play at school called uh caligula yeah caligula 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 (laughs) he's a roman emperor yeah okay caligula (laughs) quote a play about a roman emperor who symbolized absolute freedom and consummate evil 
end quote. Yeah, that seems, yep. Yep. That adds up. Then he began talking about ruling small countries and revealed his murderous plans to his girlfriend, Amanda Cousins. Oh, please tell me Amanda did something. Amanda did not tell anybody about his plans. Oh, no. Because she was afraid that Darren would kill her, too. Okay, good reason, though. Yeah, but she still, I don't know. Okay, so on October 5th, 1990, in Tawanson, B.C. Wait, when did this get to B.C.? They were already in B.C., remember? Because Doris had uh, something in Vancouver area. Right, right, right. Um, Derek and David went to Darren's house and claimed to be his friends who were stopping by. So Sharon and Doris let them in, and they started heating up dinner for the boys because they had, like, a, a lot of leftovers, I guess. And that is when they struck. They just hit the two... Uh, behind the heads with concealed crowbars and then slit their throats with kitchen knives. Ugh. That's so awful. Also, how do you conceal so, a crowbar? Just in your pant leg. Ah, uh, that makes I sense. I said that too casually, like I've done it before. I obviously have not. I'm just saying <laughs> that seems like the most obvious way. <laughs> I don't know. So Sharon was 47 and Doris was 69 when this happened. And then they staged the house to make it look like it was a break and enter. Then outside of the house, Darren and Amanda picked them up afterwards, and Darren drove his friends home, and then he went home himself. So Darren literally recruited people, didn't even do anything himself except drive them. Yeah. And is the worst person, and these poor- his poor- like, his own family- Yep. He just did that to his own family. Yep, he just wanted $4 million. He is not okay. So, ugh. So, I assumed he called the police afterwards, uh, but I couldn't really find anything about what happened at this point, because then the next part just jumps into the police uh, investigating. So, the police had suspects that were other than Darren, like business associates, But Darren had the most motive, so they really focused in on him. And they asked around his friend circle, including Lord Muir and Cousins, which are David, Derek, and Amanda. Amanda. Yeah, so Darren hired lawyers for the three of them, which fueled a lot of suspicion, because obviously, very specific people to hire lawyers for. And, yeah, I was going to say, the police suspected that it was Darren planning the whole thing the whole time. Like, they just thought that he was the mastermind behind all of it. And they were right. And David had a lot of inconsistencies in his stories. And eventually he cracked. He gave a full confession, which proved the police's theory that Darren was behind the whole thing. But this was not admissible evidence. Then they went to Amanda, who gave them her account of, on the night in exchange for a crown witness status. That was enough evidence that could end the whole thing. And they arrest the boys for first-degree murder. And since Darren is now, like, 18 years old, he could be tried in adult court. But the other hey. two were 16, so they had How to- How old? 
they're 16. The other two are 16 years old. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so they had to have a hearing to see if they could be shifted to the adult court as well. It was concluded that they should be tried in the adult court and that no protection from the Young Offenders Act should be offered. Yeah, because it was so brutal. Yeah. In Darren's trial, his friends from Dungeons & Dragons all testified that they had heard Darren talk about how he wanted to, quote, snap his grand's neck, end quote. I think this is what they mean by violent tendencies. Well, yeah, if he's talking about the real world, then yeah, it's definitely, but I (laughs) thought it would have been, like, in-game. I was like, you know, in-game, everyone's violent. I don't know. Um, Amanda testified that Darren had shared his plans with her, and the jury made their decision after three hours and convicted Darren on both counts of murder, and he was sentenced to life in prison with no possibility of parole for 25 years. And for his friends, for Derek, his mom actually tried to testify that he was home that evening, but there were way too many witnesses to prove that he wasn't, so that went- that was not helpful. And she's going to straight up get perjured for that. Or she per- is going to get charged with perjury for that. Yeah. And the jury took a night and morning to deliberate the verdict of the two other boys. And they found them guilty. But they had asked the judge that they be afforded some protection by the Young Offenders Act. So the judge sentenced them to life in prison, but with possibility of parole after 10 years instead of 25. Mm. Derek maintained his innocence throughout this whole thing and he has been denied parole every time and so has Darren even though Darren I'm pretty sure has not just tried to be innocent um but David has actually been on full parole since 2003 well he was the one that cracked during invest in the interrogations right I believe so yeah it's always so he definitely probably had some remorse yeah hopefully the other two are just like straight up no no remorse Ugh. it's so weird that so i do i do know a little bit about this case actually coincidentally because the case i'm doing next week takes place in the same county sandwich county and is also the offenders are the same age oh interesting isn't that weird yeah so, in a passing article, I read, like, this was one of the worst thing, or this was, uh, what year was yours? Oh, 1990. 90, yeah. That's what it was. So, it was, like, the case that I did was, like, this was the most violent case since that case. Oh, that's interesting. Literally, oh, is, your, in same... is your case, I might edit this out, but is your case the cabin? No. Oh, okay, never mind. But it's, uh, yeah, basically, Sandwich Police County and everything in BC. Yeah, my friend's from here. Oh, wow. Well, your friend's about to get two weeks in a row of cases (laughs) from their hometown. Yeah. Okay. That is That is incredibly sad and selfish teens being selfish. Yeah, I cannot believe that they were 16 years old and they were like, yeah, let's go murder this person. Like- that makes me feel like they shouldn't be getting parole after 10 years because that is like no remorse dangerous offending of people they don't even know i don't know but they're so oh my god they're so young like what the heck i don't know i guess i guess so get ready for next week's case i guess the case that i did before a long time ago 
of the of Canada's youngest serial killer. Jasmine with, Richardson. Yeah, it was 12, right? 12, 13? Yeah, but she looked like she was 21 that day. <laughs> she really did. But that's crazy. Well, still, yeah, teens are just children. And it's incredibly brutal and terrible and ugh. I just, ugh. And sad, obviously, and like his own family, like all of his family, basically. Yeah, that like, baffles me. What? Just for money. Yeah, that's insane. And he thought he could get away with it. And they were well off already. Like they had money already. Like what? Like what? Yeah, that makes no sense. It really is just terrible. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's awkward transition out. Okay, well this podcast is on track to be the perfect time what's the perfect time about half an hour you know what you're right so we have three minutes to say our highs and lows <laughs> yes what's your high of the week um, no sorry start with your low of the week we'll start with the lows i mean <laughs> nothing happens so there's no possible low that's great honestly <laughs> Yeah, but I guess... Your low the... is just the coronavirus in general? Yeah, I don't know. The low um, in the fall, I have half online, half in-person classes oh, at school. So that's that kind of weird. Um, what's your low? Yeah, probably the coronavirus in general. Um, oh, no. My low specifically is that all retail stores are opening and it's way too early in my opinion. Oh, also, I agree with that. Mm-hmm. At least stop the change rooms. Oh my gosh, I cannot believe that. That's absolutely insane. Um, Yeah, it's just way too early. And if we want to be out of isolation, out of everything, then we need to stay in isolation to get out of it. Did you know that Oxford is online completely until next summer? Whoa. Yeah. Staying safe. They really do. Whatever they need to stay safe, I guess. Like, seriously. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Retail stores being open is not, like, a great idea because you're just trying to encourage people to stay at home, but, like, then you also counter but that giving by... giving them the opportunity. Exactly. This makes sense. That's counterintuitive. It's just too early. Yeah. And yes, people need to go back to jobs and people need to work, but it's gonna... What's gonna end up happening is we're gonna all have to be in isolation again. It's gonna be even more months off of work so yeah it really is is just doing the opposite this is a short-term solution for a long-term problem and like we need to solve this for two years till there's a vaccine so it's like yeah like mm, questionable choices and then there's gonna be the battle over the vaccine whether it's mandatory and i don't even want to think about that oh my god another set of dilemma which i feel like it should be mandatory but then also i don't know that's confusing well think about it most vaccines are mandatory your kid can't return to public school unless they're vaccinated that's good (laughs) but that means rich people can be (laughs) anti-vaxxers yeah ah therefore it should be mandatory oh just terrible okay what's your high of the week we need a high uh oh we're gonna have nice sunny days for the next three days i think yeah today was beautiful we went on a wonderful walk yeah it was sweaty um it was nice and windy i had to put on a lot of sunscreen because i burn very easily 
I got tanned. I think. <laughs> that's good. I, I have more tan. I don't think anything happened to me. <laughs> well, that's that's the beauty of sunscreen. I know. I love sunscreen. Um, my high is definitely my birthday that just happened. I had a virtual birthday party in which we had 27 people on a Zoom call, which I'm not going to lie, was definitely messy. But <laughs> <laughs> it ended up being fun. We played bingo, which is a really funny activity just to do in general. I like the bingo part. I'm so glad. Man, I realize some people are just so bad at bingo. I'm kidding. You cannot be bad at bingo, but. (laughs) Well, your one friend Um, could be. We played a game where I made people run around the house and grab items and bring them back to the webcam and the last person to get back was out. Yes. I won. We just did. You did win. You're speedy. (laughs) I wanted to win. You also had a lot of items just, like, around you. Yeah, that's true. That's because I don't leave my room, so every item has to be in my room. (laughs) But then I asked for a rock, and I was expecting people to have to run outside, but nobody did. (laughs) I also think I have a rock collection, like, in uh, one of the shelves on my bed. That's pretty crazy. I think I have a rock on one of my shelves as well. Not a collection, just one rock. Oh, I do have some rocks. I can see them from here. Yeah, I have some rocks <laughs> in my planter. <laughs> yeah, I feel like everyone had a rock collection when they were a kid. No, it's not a rock collection. It's just, like, in my cactuses. I'm talking in general. I'm sure everyone had also, a rock collection. Also, I just said cactuses instead of cacti, and I'm very angry at myself. Oh, I didn't even notice that. So remember, if you're going to rob a store wearing a transparent bag, just be transparent with the police. And keep your violent tendencies inside the Dungeons & Dragons game. Peace and love. Goodbye.